Welcome, everyone, to the PSN Party Podcast. I am your host for this week, Sentinel17, joined by my co-host, BMG, the always amazing Luke Steele, and, of course, another guest, Stubbs Gaming. Thank you so much for being on our show, both Stubbs and Luke Steele. I greatly appreciate it. To start off with, um, Luke, what have you been playing this week? No, thank you. Um, what have I been playing? Um, <clears throat> uh, kind of a a lot of different things, actually. So um, I have been playing uh, a lot of Kirby, the Forgotten Land, uh, of all things. Um, which is for the Switch, obviously, and which I got last year and I put a few hours into and then I, you know, it kind of got left on the backlog. And I went back to it um, at the start of the week and I've just been playing that. I've nearly finished it now, actually. It's a really great game. Really, really great game, actually. Um, so I've been playing some of that. Uh, I've been playing The Last of Us 2, which is pretty topical, um, obviously, given the show. Not part one, because I've recently played part one. So yeah. I'm to wait a bit to, to play, um, to have another run through of that. Um, I've nearly finally, after a long time, finished Cyberpunk. I'm on the last mission, I think. Um, and a bit of Plague's Tale Requiem as well, which is another one that got lost on the backlog. Um, so mainly, mainly those ones at the moment. So quite a varied, varied mix. What have you been playing, um, Cyberpunk and... Plague's Tale Requiem on. Have you been playing that on PC or your oh, Series X? Silly question. What a silly question. <laughs> um, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Uh, no, I've been playing those. Been playing those on PC. Um, the only place to play those games, obviously. Right. Ooh. Right. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Uh, they're, 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 I mean, Cyberpunk was always a pretty good pull. Um, it's much better now. Yeah, uh, performs really well. I mean, I know I've got the the rig to make it perform well, but it's you know it's really. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, you know, so we're on the PC topic. We'll get that out of the way, and then we can focus yeah. on greatness, can't we? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and and PlayStyle, um also has a really great PC port as well, and it has DLSS free, um, so you can get ridiculous frame rates um, on that just by enabling it. It's, it's really good. For those of you that don't know, Luke had McLaren build his PC so it runs fast as hell. It'll outdo anything else out there on the track. <laughs> Very nice. Very, uh, yeah, we know you play mostly on PC, but that's completely cool. I, I get that. Um, that's cool. Um, so, Stubbs, what have you been playing this week? Well, in comparison to Luke, who's got the week off, not a lot, really. Um I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West. A little bit more of that done, and that's about it. Apart from watching the Last of Us, Last of Us uh, TV show, just finished it about half an hour before the show, or something like that. Nice. And I haven't. That's about it, really. And so, um, you know, I, I would like to talk about the Last of Us TV show uh, here in a little bit because it does seem it's doing well. So rather than jump into asking you how you like that, I am going to put that off just a little bit so yeah, we no, can get fun. the show rolling. Um, BMG, what have you been playing this week? Uh, good, bit of a mixture, really. Um, I've jumped, jumped back into a bit of Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, you know, a bit of Big classic, uh, big war game Star Wars. Enjoy that, bit of fun. 
Uh, what else have I been playing? Um, I jumped into a bit of WWE 2K22 with uh, Ash, I'm a Ghostbuster. We uh, dominated the online, kicking ass, taking names. So that, that was uh, good fun. Uh, what else did I play? Um, oh, jumped into a bit of Battlefield 2042. Thought I'd give a bit of that. I was uh, playing with a friend online and uh, he was showing me how to play it. And it turns out I'm a really good sniper. When they stand still and they don't move, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the trick, awesome. isn't it? It's awesome. And for whatever reason, a lot of people just stand around to be shot. So that, that was that was fun. It wasn't fun when I got sucked up into a tornado, like, but yeah, I was enjoying that. Uh, nice. And I've, I've downloaded, haven't played it yet, uh, I've down, re-downloaded Quantum Break, you know, because this... Uh, it was like jumping online, trending a bit with um, yeah. Is it Sean Ashmore? It's not Aaron, is it? Sean. Sean's in it. Yeah. It's Aaron or Sean, one of the brothers. Um, you know, he keeps saying, "Let's make a number two. Let's make a number two because it's been trending a bit. And I just kind of got that bug. You know what? Quite fancy playing it again and having a, having a bash. I've re I've re-downloaded that. Not played yet, but it's ready to go. As well as. Uh, I had a brief bit of a play at Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because we are very close to the release of Jedi Survivor. So I thought now, because I haven't played it since the um, introduced the optimization patch. Right. So you can play it, obviously, you know, 4K um, with bits. I think it's got bits of ray tracing in. Could be wrong yeah. there. Um, but performance mode 60 frames which i always play games in 60 frames because it's what i prefer uh, so yeah it was fun to quickly jump into that and um for some reason i really fancied uh, playing a bit of uh, spider-man so i uh, re-downloaded the remastered playstation 5 version of uh, of spider-man and just jumped back into that and i tell you something it just looks amazing because they they've got a particular mode which you do, I don't think you see it on the Xbox side, but on the PlayStation side, you can have your your native 4K mode, your performance 60 frames mode, or yeah. you can have performance ray tracing mode, which is which Luke actually put me onto when I first jumped into Ratchet and Clank. Beautiful, smooth 60, and it just looks absolutely amazing. It, you know, it's a shame they can't have it like standard in every game, but. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and I'm because uh, it's I've obviously done the main story in that, so I'm not restarting the main story, but I do need to pick up the DLCs or play the DLCs. I, I've got them included in the remaster, but yeah, I want to uh, get the DLC out the way uh, just for just for fun, really. But yeah, other than that, oh, and the most important one I missed out. Um, it won mobile game of the year and the XBN network. Mobile game of the year, Marvel Snap. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've been playing that too. I forgot to mention that one. You know, BMG, you keep it up, and they're going to start sending you free stuff. Hey, BMG. I, 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 mess, I, I messaged them and asked them. I says, "Look, I says I really like Marvel Snap." I says, "Can I have a, a Marvel Snap T-shirt that I can wear on a podcast?" So I'm waiting for a reply. <laughs> well, I've uh, I, I've spent some money. You know, you know the welcome pack for two ninety nine. I bought it. Oh, you picked it up? <laughs> oh, you got the Captain America card. Oh, it's worth it. That's it. Get a, good, get a load of stuff uh, for two ninety nine. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Nice. And they're introducing nice. um, end of this month um, PVPs coming in. So you can, instead of obviously just getting played with random people, you can play with friends. So Stubbs, 
I'll yes. look forward to kicking your your kicking your ass on that. Uh, yeah, you probably next will. month. <laughs> nice. I I still haven't. You know, it's like I'm. I thought about the whole mobile game, but aside from something like Plants vs Zombies, I don't know if I could really get into it. You know. Once you I go Marvel, still, uh, there's no other rival. I I knew you were gonna say that. I know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, I might try it out just because you talk about it so much. Just kind of how, like, um, so many people were talking about Vampire Survivors and I checked it out. But, you know, again, it's a mar- it's a mobile game. So um, I kind of feel how, how, I kind of feel like towards mobile games, how, you know, Luke Steele feels towards the console peasants, you know, where he's like, oh, 30 frames per second, peasants, you know. <laughs> and I, I completely understand, though. I completely get it. Um, this I week... Looks like um, are you you sixty frame per second peasants? Yes, that's that's, that's the real peasantry. It's all about one hundred and twenty frames per second. You've got to get at least yeah. at least a hundred now. Yeah, I've experienced this soon. Yeah, and then and then Stubbs will get his computer and it'll do like thirty frames per second and struggle and you know. Looks looks have a look. Long as I don't want to run four K, you know. Beat like real ID graphical games, I'll be fine. Right, right. Nice. Do you get Do you get a free bike? You've got a pedal to charge it up. <laughs> <laughs> the faster you pedal, the higher the frame rate. <laughs> wow, you know that that would probably be a good thing for some people. I think. Oh, and yeah. don't forget to get your subscription of Microsoft Excel. So when you want to play a game. You can go put it all on a spreadsheet and work out if your computer can run it and uh, and to do all well, Minesweeper they, as well. Well, they, they need the money with all the layoffs they've had. <laughs> Sorry, that was not funny. Sorry. It's all good. Sorry. We, we kind of expect it with you, Stubbs. We don't, we don't see PlayStation playing anyone else. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, for this... This week's first topic, and I and when Stubbs brought this up, um, you know, I did want to I did want to start off with this with one of the first topics, but I think it's on everybody's mind right now. The Last of Us TV series, um, of course, the first episode, you know, it debuted. It was HBO's second biggest premiere in over a decade, and I think it surprised a lot of people because um, normally when you get an adaptation from a video game to either a movie or television show. It doesn't necessarily, um, it doesn't translate very well, just because of the length of games and kind of what you can experience in a game. A lot of times the um, the directors and the writers responsible for conveying that to different mediums, it seems like they don't, they don't necessarily understand what makes those video games great. Fortunately for many of us who are a fan of the series, The Last of Us uh, TV series um, has really done right by the video game franchise. Um, it's exceptional. Some people are even saying it was better than the last of us video game. Um, Stubbs, obviously you had uh, mentioned that before, so I want to come to you first. What were your thoughts when you watched the last of us TV series? Right. Well, this is the first time I'm actually going to, sp- I'm going to praise sky. It's actually a benefit. That I had sky cause, cause I was like, uh, talking to Luke and BMG. I was like, how do I watch this? And yeah. like, Luke's like sky Atlantic. Okay. I'll record it. But yeah, no, in, in general, it's, it's a good TV show. I mean, as you mentioned, because normally adaptations of video games ain't very good. But see, 
the comparison between Microsoft, sorry, Xbox and Microsoft and Sony is Sony's in the Sony's in the movie business. Yeah. They make TV shows. They 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 know what they're doing. Yeah. In general, um, so they, from what I understand, they put they 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 just don't they don't license their their this IP out to a third party to do. I, I believe Sony Halo? would have made. Well, Halo was was licensed out. I'm just saying that I don't think <clears throat> is that right, Luke. You know, in the Last of Us, it wasn't just licensed out, was it? Did did they have some hand in it, Sony, to make sure that IP was handled well? Seems that way. Yeah, yeah, they they did because it's um, it's adapted for television by Craig Mazin, who made Chernobyl, but also by Neil Druckmann. Um, ah, so, did you not? Did so, you not see his name in the credits? I wasn't looking. Neil Druckmann, Hideo, Ka- Hideo Kojima TV Dr. show. Doctor, <laughs> I would be surprised if Kojima's name was in the in the in the, in the thing. Yeah, drop it in there. Yeah. But yeah, Whereas no. I think, yeah, yeah. I think I was just going to say, I think on the Halo yeah. show, I think one of the issues was that I don't know how much oversight um, Microsoft actually had. On that, I mean, the showrunners said that they didn't really, you know, look at the game, (laughs) you know, as in, as in, like they they took basic premises, but it was all their kind of their own thing, and that's can can work, but I I don't think it did. Anyway, sorry about that. No, that's good. Um, You know, after after Stubbs is done, I would like to hear your thoughts, Luke, on the Halo versus The Last of Us. Go ahead, Luke. I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Stubbs. Let, let's Stubbs finish his thoughts. I'm sorry. I'm used to only having uh, Luke on our show, so uh, having Stubbs, I'm sorry. Don't mean to treat you like a fifth wheeler. I apologize. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Stubbs. Yeah, fa- thanks for that, Luke, and, and the, uh, uh, about The Last of Us. But, yeah, now in general, it, it seems that you're probably going to get more and more shows come out now from the PlayStation IPs because I believe... I don't know how, but they're making a Gran Turismo show as well, um, and Twisted Metal happening. too. And you'll probably yeah. you will see you will see Destiny something. You'll see a movie. Don't forget Uncharted. Uncharted, Uncharted, Uncharted movie, which is a good movie. It's a good it's, movie. It, it's a good. It's a good tactic. But in general, I, I enjoyed the first show. Um, I did. Um, don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it's very. I haven't completed Last of Us one, but. As far as they are at the episode, I remember that happening in the game. Uh, it's quite a good, quite a good show, to be honest. Then it was getting good at the end, and it ended. Well, well yeah, they got it's. It's called a cliffhanger, you know. They got to keep you coming back for more. Obviously, yeah. But in general, I'm not very good at saying how good a TV show is. But in general. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. I thought it was quite a high bar, especially for the for the first show. I think it's going to do really well. It's a clever move. It was um, on on their part for for making last of us TV show, which I don't because I, I skipped the adverts when it was on live at nine uh, on Monday. I recorded it. I don't know if there was loads of last of us adverts in. But um, Luke and VMG tell me there was loads of adverts in there, so yeah. that works well. That does. I didn't have any adverts because um, I've I got Sky it. Glass, so and I get ad skipping. I don't 
don't lower myself to uh, Is that one of the benefits of Skyglass? I didn't yeah. even know that, that you get like yeah, ad you... skipping. That's, that's, that's quite a good yeah, benefit, they just, to be fair. They just take them out. It's great. Oh, nice. I had, to, I had to sit through ads like a peasant, like some sort oh. of TV <laughs> peasant. <laughs> I could Oof. just I could just press fast forward because I've recorded it. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't do uh, any yeah. of that. Yeah. I couldn't do any of that. I'm not lowering myself to pushing a button on a remote to skip right. adverts? No. Makes sense. <laughs> Luke, uh, what were your thoughts on The Last of Us? Well, two questions. Obviously, what were your thoughts on The Last of Us TV show? And... Um, how do you think, you know, compare and contrast The Last of Us, the adaptation versus the Halo adaptation? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the the show, I thought it was, you know, it's only one episode in, obviously, but um, it, it was it was excellent. Like, it's, it's very, very, very good. Um, and even if you approach it from a, is it, you know, forget about the how good of a video game adaptation is. Is it a good show? It's a very good show. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been borne out by the kind of, you know, critical scores that have come out from it, from people who have seen the, the whole thing. Um, it's it's some ridiculous rating on, on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. So yeah. um, clearly, clearly it's very good um, over the course of the, the full thing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like the, the, show, the episode itself... You know, it's a, the first part of the game, and it's it's super faithful to that. Like even even so much as certain dialogue interactions are the same as they are in the game, which doesn't surprise me because I think The Last of Us is incredibly well written. So, yeah, apart from needing to contextualize certain things and and do certain other bits to to make it kind of more applicable to TV, um. It was it was brilliant, you know. I, I really like the opening segment as well, which kind of contextualizes the the cordyceps stuff. And I won't spoil it, but you know, yeah. it, it gives it, that's not in the game, but it's really useful for people who haven't played the game, I think. And it, it's kind of um, it gives you that that Chernobyl like foreboding of oh, yeah. God, something's going to go really wrong here. Um, so yeah, that that was great, and um, the casting's just like excellent, like it's super good. Um, Pedro Pascal is amazing, um, as you'd expect him to be. I think he's pretty much perfect. And and Bella Ramsey as Ellie really surprised me because I think one of the difficult things for Ellie is that Bella Ramsey is, is so distinct looking, if that makes sense. Like yeah. she has such a different face to the face model for Ellie. Yeah. Um, that I didn't know if that was gonna take some getting used to, but she kind of weaves into Ellie like instantly and she does feel like her, which which is really really hard to do and really impressive right um so yeah it's great and i mean yeah compared to the, <laughs> the halo one like the halo one isn't it's not it's not standalone dreadful i don't think it's just that it's not very good and one of the reasons it's not good is because and this is what i always felt about the halo series is the creators in that wanted to change the source to make it you know much more um accessible for people who haven't played the games and one of the big ways they wanted to do that was to kind of humanize master chief more by yeah. you know showing him without a helmet you know him dialogue and all of that like all of that stuff um and that's okay but they kind of they for me like that show went too far in changing the source where they had an really they already had an incredible template for a masked character driven action show which is the yeah. Mandalorian. 
he barely ever takes his helmet off. He takes it off like once, effectively, and it's done for really dramatic effect to make twice. it seem important. Twice, yeah, sorry, twice. That's right. He does it twice. And the first time he does it is is for like a really emotional moment, a really important emotional moment. Um, and in the it's stuff like like in the Halo show, Master Chief takes his helmet off in the first episode. Like, it's not yeah. earned at all. That's not, like, it, it, it's stuff like that. And there are other things, so I'm not going to criticise the Halo show too much, but I think the problem with it compared to The Last of Us is, is, and it's difficult to some extent because it's not as if, you know, the Halo showrunners had a, a really great kind of start-to-finish story like that they could do like they have with The Last of Us, which covers the first game. Um but I think the problem was they were trying to change it so much that it kind of lost a lot of what makes the Halo story really great, a lot of the mystery, a lot of the intrigue behind it. Yeah. Whereas this, I mean, you know, they're, they're adopting it quite faithfully, um, well, very faithfully, and the bits that they're adding are either to contextualize what's going on or to flesh out things that are already in the show. So, you know, they've, for example, like this, this isn't a spoiler because they announced it, but one of the episodes focuses on Bill. And, you know, you meet Bill in the game. It's a really important segment of the game. But yeah. the show contextualizes who Bill is, which the game never does. Like, it, we know he had a relationship with someone called Frank, but that, that's it. Yeah. And this one kind of goes into, into that backstory and gives you more context for that relationship and flashbacks and all that sort of stuff. So it makes sense to do that, but it's not taking away from Bill the character. It's adding to him. Yeah. So I think that's that, you know, from the first episode, that's clearly what they've what they've really nailed is that they've said, here are these characters, Every, you know, people know these from the game. We're going to add little bits to help people who don't. Um, yeah. But otherwise, we've got great source material. So just, you know, enjoy it. But it, it, it's it's really good. I mean, I would really recommend people people watch it because it's, it's fantastic so far. Yeah, I've heard uh, nothing but good things about the show so far. And it does seem like, um, especially with uh, Neil Druckmann being involved, it seems like they really respect the source material and um, kind of like they're okay with adding to it as long as, like you said, it doesn't really um, hinder the story in any way. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, as with, long as it's... Yeah, go, well, ahead, go ahead. And with video games, I mean, you can explore more. You know, a television show is pretty much, they're just showing you what's happening. But in a video game, you can walk around and explore, so there's the ability to learn the backstory through investigating. But, of course, in a show you're not going to do that. But um, the fact that they found a way to balance that with showing, like you said, these flashbacks, um, that's you know that's great for a television uh, format. Yeah, exa- exactly, yeah. It's, it's easier to do that in television as well because, you know, you don't have to go and do a playable bill segment in a game, for example. Um, yeah. You can just you can just go and and go straight to to that flashback and do whatever you want to do with it. So this this stuff that just makes sense from a TV perspective that you would that you would implement in the show um, as you know that are different or, or ancillary to what's going on in the game. Um, so it's really good and um, yeah and I mean I mean Druckmann's um, involvement I think is pretty critical really as the writer of the game. You know the really conceptualize this whole thing yeah um because it ensures that you know people keep it toe the line as to the interpretation of it um i think actually Druckmann's directing the next episode as well nice so um you know that's really cool and um 
yeah, it's it's fantastic, and it's been a huge, I mean, hugely, hugely successful already. Um, so I expect it will do really well, and you'll you'll probably see very soon that they'll green light season two like in no time. I think definitely, definitely. BMG, what were your thoughts on um, the Last of Us TV show? Well, first of all, I want to say I called it. I said it on the show before the TV show came that the PlayStation 5 remake of Last of Us Part 1 was aimed at people that are going to watch the TV show. And what did we see? Well, what did Luke see in the advert? (laughs) Um, PlayStation adverts. What did uh, PlayStation tweet immediately after the show? Oh, hope everyone enjoyed the show. Oh, by the way, you can now play Last of Us Part 1 on PlayStation 5. Called it. Told yep. everyone. You did. That's, yes, you that's did. where it was yep. aimed at. Yep. That's who it was aimed at. Everyone was saying, well, we don't need it again. We don't need it again. But, but that's this true. is bringing you did a call new it. audience. And, and obviously, we're gonna, I bet you we're going to start seeing bundles with The Last of Us Part 1 You know, yep. once the show's finished. Uh, but the show in general, absolutely brilliant. Um, you can tell that um, Neil Druckmann's his fingers are all over that show um, from the writing, the characters, the way they act. I was unsure about uh, Ellie and Joel, the characters that played him, because he was like, because, mm, you know, I have played Last of Us, not the PS5 version, but I played it. And once he saw them acting together and the way they acted, it was just like, perfect for the role. You couldn't. I couldn't see anyone else play them now, but yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant first episode. Um, you can tell there's a lot of money behind that show and, and yeah. you know, what they put into it. And that, I said, the opening sequence, amazing, brilliant. What we get to see in the first episode slows down slightly. Once you get past that, you know, that big dramatic opening kind of slows down a bit, then picks up towards the end again. But I still loved every minute of it, you know, Um I won't mention something that you something you see in it, and you you know, and it's like well, the detail of it of something you see as they're exploring, absolutely brilliant. But uh, and just in regards to the Halo TV show, nobody thinks that TV show's good. I tell you what was better; it makes Doom the movie look good. Oh Jesus. Halo TV show is awful and it shouldn't exist. You know, something interesting that you brought up about how you brought up that The Last of Us felt very big budget. And I've heard a lot of people complain and say Halo, the TV show, in in addition to the lackluster writing, it doesn't feel big budget by comparison. Yeah, no. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of CGI. There's a lot of stuff in, in Halo. Don't get me wrong. Some of the set pieces do look good, but... The, the characters just look like they don't really want, you know, the actors look like they don't really want to be there. You yeah. can tell that none of them have really looked at source material, you know, the lore of Halo. It's just kind of something they've just walked in one day and started acting. And, they, you know, the best thing about the Halo TV series, we get to see Master Cheeks. And, that, <laughs> and that's it, you know. The Other first episode that, was really, really looked like it was going to be big budget and that, but... Compared to the last of us, now it doesn't look anything big budget. So, but yeah. it's, it's it's just not really Master Chief that we're seeing because he spends more time out of the suit than he actually does in it. Yeah, yeah, it's shouldn't you know, exist. 
Yeah, no, and I mean, that makes a lot of sense because a lot of his, you know, like the Mandalorian, I mean, he's masked. And he stays masked pretty much all the time except for very rare instances. And to take Master Chief out of that almost immediately, like it doesn't matter. I know Luke had said, um, like, like it wasn't earned. You know, yeah. it just it, it yeah. takes a, it detract it detracts from the whole experience, in my opinion. For um, a Master Chief to just like like the helmet isn't his barrier between who he really is and the outside world. You know. Yeah, it it I, I'm shocked. It's been. The start the Halo show starts filming season two later this year, and I'm shocked. I'm shocked it's getting a second season. Yeah, I, it's I just mean... it's it's not that good. I enjoyed watching Shinder's List more than I did the Halo TV show, and that film is depressing. Yes, yes, so, completely get it. No, but no, uh, I've seen a few people on Twitter who. Don't really, not really PlayStation side of it that have watched their Last of Us first episode and really enjoyed it. It's they're good at that sort of thing. They are good at adapting things when you've got the right people behind it. But when you've got the actual directors and creative directors and things of the game working alongside the teams that are doing it, you know, you're always going to get the best product possible. And to us, Neil Druckmann is an amazing director. His creative mind. He's just pure genius. He's on them levels of Kojima. Yeah. Um, you know, it's what he does is just amazing. And it's a great show. I can't wait for episode two. Personally, I'd rather just have all the episode and binge watch them. You know, I yeah. think so. Netflix has spoiled us so much that I feel that I have to lower myself to watch one episode a week. Um, I have written a formal complaint to Sky about this, but clearly, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a good show. I really enjoyed it, and the characters are amazing. Set designs are amazing, and um, it'll be. I hope we get to see get a bit more in depth on these characters and get to see even more. It'll be good, and I like. To see, I like. Can't wait to see how it's going to deviate from the game because yeah. we know it's loosely based on the the first game, part Last of Us Part One's um, game. But I hope they, they are going to deviate a fair bit. Same conclusion, but maybe go a different path to get to it would be quite interesting. Nice, nice. Um, you know, I, I think that The Last of Us show is going to surprise a lot of people going forward. Yeah, the, the first show, or the first episode did really well, but I think it's, I, I, I kind of think that, like, it's going to do well for the entire season, and that's going to surprise a lot of people because with a lot of television shows, you have, like, the first episode or even the first couple episodes that are strong, and it starts to sag in the middle. But I, I think with Neil Druckmann attached that the the first season is going to be pretty much um, consistent as far as quality goes throughout the entire season. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just going to be, I think every episode is just going to get better and better. Um, we're just going to see more and want more. But, yeah, it's... It's almost guaranteed because obviously we've only having two games: Last of Us Part One, Last of Us Part Two. It can you kind of think? Do they kind of do a? Maybe, let's just say it gets renewed for a couple of seasons. Is season two going to be kind of a in between what happened between Last of Us Part One and Part Two? Because in Part Two, Ellie's a lot older and more more mature. And Belly Ramsey, who plays it, still looks quite young, and she's 
from when they do the next season. She's not really going to grow a great deal more, I don't think, depending if it gets renewed and when they start filming. So maybe they could do like a like a what happened in between sort of thing, maybe. Um, and you could kind of go different directions with that. And then season three, cover part two. And then hopefully, hopefully by then, uh, we'll have the announcement of Last of Us part three. As Neil Druckmann has said that there is a script. They have got more ideas to fin- you know, continue the story. So it'll be interesting to s- see what they do. Nice. I think whenever The Last of Us Part 3 does release, that it's going to be very popular. And speaking of um, PlayStation upcoming releases, you guys talked about this previously, the uh, third-party content that's supposed to leak very soon. Someone named The Snitch claims. I don't, I'm not familiar with The Snitch. Um, I'm sure some people are. The Snitch apparently um, leaked this t- on Discord. says there's going to be a lot of third-party content that's announced very soon i don't think he said or they said when it's going to um when it's going to come out it was a month ago apparently but they said that um playstation third party stuff is going to be announced very soon um luke what are your thoughts on that what 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 do you anticipate could be included in this content that comes out yeah, um, I think, yeah, so the Snitch is, is pretty reliable for this stuff, I think, uh, generally speaking. Um, I think it's been a while since we've had a state of play, so I guess that would be the thing that is coming. And some state yeah. of plays in the past have, have focused on third party, um, so it seems natural that, that that's what he's hinting at. Um, so I, I hope we get something soon, maybe in February. Um, or something like that. Obviously, after Xbox do their stuff, um, and I mean, in terms of content, uh, oh, I mean, it, it could be anything, right? I mean, it, it, you know, take it as given that anything that PlayStation third party wise has marketing with could make an appearance. Um, you know, so stuff like uh, Resident Evil Four remake could be there. Silent Hill Two yeah. um, remake. Um, you know, I guess Final Fantasy 16 as well, because it's third party, even though it's exclusive. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think they typically have quite good third, third party shows. Um, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that's the only thing that they will have there. Yeah. Because um, they, they had that state of play a, a few months ago where, you know, they said we're going to focus on third party, particularly from Japanese uh, developers. But then they had some first party stuff at that show. At the yeah. state of play, um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing more stuff now that we're into the new year. Bit of a lull period for the next couple of months ish for games. I mean, there are some really good things coming out, but it's a good time, I think, to you know do do these kind of events like Xbox are doing, and, and hopefully like PlayStation are doing as well. Yeah, um, you know, and you you bring up a lot of you bring up a lot of good points about. Um, Stuff that PlayStation traditionally does as far as these shows, like showing off third party, but also dropping first party in there. Do you think um, we'll see more of maybe the Wolverine at this event? I don't... Wolverine, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think we'll really see any of that until they get Spider-Man 2 out of the way. Um, Mainly because I think it's probably a bit early for Wolverine yet. Uh, And Zomniac are really great developers, but, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to pull that game together. 
So I think if we, if we do get like say one first party thing, it would probably be something like Spider Man Two, um, because it's you know it's their big first party release. Uh, this well, it's their only first party release this year at, at present. Um, yeah, it's it's a huge game for them, obviously, uh, and uh, you know they're very confident about hitting the date for later this year um so i think you know that it, it's more than likely that would be the one first party thing maybe there'd be other surprises but uh i'm interested to see when they do like a playstation showcase because i do feel like they'll they'll do that again at some point you know in terms of their like a big blowout of first party stuff that's kind of been overdue yeah. i'd say for well not overdue because last year they had such a good year in terms of releases they didn't really need one so like now they, instead of an e3 event basically yeah, inst- yeah, exactly. Instead of an E3 event, um, which is which is what they do now anyway. They have these showcase events. They didn't have one last year, but they did the last two years before that. Right. Um, so maybe maybe that's coming up as well. But I, they tend to do that later in the year. So you know maybe that wouldn't be this next thing. I think the next thing is a state of play. Definitely. Um, and especially with Xbox's um, event coming up January 25th, you got to know that PlayStation is paying attention to... If they're not paying attention right now, they will be paying attention after they start talking about some of these games. Um, because I do want to point this out that um, PlayStation kind of has stolen Xbox's thunder before. Um, what was it? Death Stranding. They released a trailer right before Xbox was supposed to announce something. And so it took everyone's attention away from uh, you know what Xbox was trying to show off. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think they'll they they won't want Microsoft to have like all the attention in terms yeah. of events and shows and that sort of stuff. Um, I think there are times where they're quite willing to do that, um, but I think start of the year it makes sense to to do a you know a, a showcase of some sort. Um, yeah, doesn't have to be a big PlayStation blowout, but. It can be focus on third parties, maybe some cool announcements, and then maybe one or two first party things, just to, just to keep the the ball rolling, so to speak. Right, right. Uh, Stubbs, what are your thoughts on this rumored event? So everyone knows I'm always uh, got a controversial opinion when it comes to insiders, but the snitch in general, he's got a good track record. He does get a lot right. He does, and yeah, he's. There could be a lot on the cards. I read in the article they're, they're, they're suggesting that there could be a possible Metal Gear Solid remaster. That is what they're saying. Who knows? Remake. True. Yeah, remake. remake. Well, they are it's reading the article. It, it actually says remaster in the article he's provided. It says remaster. It does. Oh, it's probably a different article. No, is that? Uh, there's two. One, it, one's Metal Gear Solid Rising, and the yeah. other one's uh, the original Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, the I'm Insider the Gaming one... website, it said Metal Gear Solid Remake. Okay, it says remaster on my screen. Okay. It, it, it's, okay. We're not really going to know whether it's a remake or a remaster until they officially announce it, though. So there is That's that. That's true. But no, yeah, it should be good. They'll probably show off the likes of... I don't know. Um, Final Fantasy Remake should be due part two should be due now to be unveiled or shown off by now it's been a it's been a good few years uh hasn't it two of two years two three years it's... yeah is that about right good. luke i can see luke's about to answer 
He's trying to yeah, think now. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's, it's a good few years now. Um, I mean, they've already, they've already, they did reveal it uh, last oh, year. Um, oh, sorry. But, but it was only, off. it was, yeah, it was only really brief where they announced a tiny bit of footage, announced that it was coming, announced the name. Uh, and they, they said it was set for release this year, but that's been very quiet since then. So I, yeah. personally, I don't think part two is coming this year, especially because they'll want to focus on 16, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, um, we could see Spider-Man 2, but third party, I don't really know. Uh, they, I presume they would, are they just talking about any games like that are coming out, like... Or do they mean like third party exclusives they like hinting at? Yeah. Or it's just anything I think, that's coming out. I think it's like a mix. So okay. you know, stuff that is third party but is exclusive like Final Fantasy sixteen or oh, yeah. Silent Hill two remake, but also just, you know, Hogwarts, for example. If if it was before that game comes out, it would absolutely yeah. be at that show because PlayStation have marketing rights. Yeah, and they have that exclusive yeah. mission or this the area that you can't yeah. have if you're on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully it's good. I mean, I I can't offer any more. Hopefully it'd be good. All PlayStation shows are good. I would hope this year that they would have a proper um, PlayStation showcase, as I don't think they've had one in like two years or something. Wasn't the PS5 reveal last big big show? Or more. Uh, they ha- the last one was not last year, the year before that. So oh, okay. it would be in 2021. 20, uh, yeah, that's so the, the one where they one announced. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They announced like, Spider Man 2 and Wolverine and uh, United the Old Republic remake. It was That's the last showcase they had. Oh, so it, it, it is due. Show. It is due. Yeah, I mean, they should do. They should do by now. But yeah, apart from that, I can't offer much else, Sentinel. BMG, your thoughts? What do you expect to see at this uh, PlayStation uh, showcase? Well, from when, when we we uh, was on last week's show, that um, obviously rumours are circulating. There's going to be a PlayStation event in February, so this event uh, of third party content kind of ties into that. I think it's it's all connected, and I say the snitch is a very seems to be a very on the ball PlayStation leaker. Um, you know, some stuff he alludes to early and then, you know, it kind of come, gets announced or or dates have moved. So he's not always 100%. You know, he does, you know, sometimes dates are wrong, but generally what he's talking about comes true. So I think we are going to get an event in February. Uh, we are going to, I think we will get a mixture of like first party, but mainly third party. Like you say, probably see a bit of Spider-Man too. Um, I, I'm hoping... We may even get a uh, a tease from Sucker Punch for Ghost of Tsushima 2. That would be nice to see a bit of a tease of that because, you know, they've been quite long in development now. So, you yeah. know, they've been very quiet, very quiet. Um, and like I say, one of the um, articles that we, we put in the Discord for topics is the Metal Gear Solid remake is teased to be announced February, March time. So that could actually tie into this PlayStation event, because it is third party. You know, Konami has teased that, you know, there's going to be a lot of IPs coming back this year. Um, going to see a lot more. Uh, I think it was it November 
might have been late November, early December, they kind of teased um, some uh, games coming this year. So whether it's Konami themselves actually working on it or Blue Point, you know, they could have licensed the IP out. I'm not, not 100% sure. But I think I think Metal Gear is quite a ringer to be in there. Um, Wolverine's not, you're not going to see that. Final yeah. Fantasy 16 is probably a given. Um, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, mm, that to me is probably a back end of the year kind of announcement, I think. I don't think we'll get that um, anytime soon. But... Uh, and maybe we'll get a first look at this um, Twisted Metal game that um, Move Studios. Yeah, I can't remember who it moved to because um, they uh, took it, it off went, one studio. It went from Lucid, who uh, did uh, Destruction All Stars. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's the one, yeah. And it's now apparently the Fire Sprite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we may, we may get a tease of that, which is quite possible because that. Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear, Twisted Metal um, TV shows right around the corner, so yeah. there's a good chance we'll get a tease for that. Um, possible gameplay, maybe a release date announcement. Don't know, don't know. But yeah, it's not. It's only going to be. It's only going to be like a state of play. It's not going to be a huge event. Uh, the last PlayStation event we had, uh, not including Game Awards, was a state of play last September. Yeah, which is quite a good state of play. Actually, it was really, really good. Uh, yeah, but that's did, been uh, like six months, I think, almost. Yeah, yeah, but the because they had God of War releasing as well as all the big third parties that were going to come yeah. to PlayStation as well yeah. as other consoles over the holiday period. Anyway, I don't think they needed to do anything, but we know we've got Spider-Man Two at the end of this year. Um, we don't know pretty much anything else other than that's coming the end of this year. So maybe summer February time to sort of give us a glimpse of what's to come this year. Um, exclusives to come like Hogwarts legacy is probably guaranteed to show up and uh, probably show us more exclusive content, you know, maybe Simon Pegg's only exclusive to the PlayStation side of it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's not going to be, we're not going to get banger after banger, you know, these huge reveals. Um, we're probably just going to get updates on a couple of games, a couple of surprises. And to be fair, if they announce Metal Gear Solid Remake and show us a trailer to it with possible release date, because I think it has been in the works for quite a while now, um, I think that all the limelight would be straight on PlayStation with that announcement. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid coming back. So I think Kojima recently, he recently tweeted something about Metal Gear Solid. Um, I think he was referring to five, though. Has it been nine years or something already since yeah. uh, Metal Gear Solid five? And I've still got. Don't know if you guys will be able to see it. I've still got me, me hand. Oh, fake arm. Still got it. Very I'm nice. Got it. Just just down here. Nice. Just, <laughs> very nice. I'll, very I'll nice. finish mine. Hang on. <laughs> That's it. Let's uh, we'll shake hands. <laughs> uh, very but, yeah, nice. So I think you know we we've got to get some and I think with like the rumors also circulating from the the voice actor that plays Raiden in Metal Gear Solid Two and um, who's in Metal Gear Solid Four and also Metal Gear Rising. Uh, yeah. There's a Good chance that we could get teased with that as well. Hey, look at that. Hang on, let me 
Very nice. Let me give you the uh, the old thumbs up there. <laughs> there Very we nice. Go. There we go. What, nice. what I remember getting this. Get. Yeah, it, it was disappointing though at the time. I remember opening it and being like, "Oh man, this is like a lot smaller <laughs> than yeah, I expected." Yeah, what a full and, size one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they uh, did a limited run of full size ones that were made of metal, uh, yeah, which yeah. were very expensive. Um, and then this came, and it's cool, but it, I was like, "Oh man, it's it's kind of." Kind of small. It's cool though. Yeah, and I've I've still got me um oh what do you call it? That heavy metal magnet for um Oh the Diamond Fox. Dogs one. Diamond Dogs, yeah, it's still got yeah, still got yeah. all that. God yeah. that's cool. It's going back now, I feel old nine that's years ago getting now. that. Yeah. Um but yeah, um I've just got I think yeah, say Ghost of Tsushima too. I think we might get a tease of that, but I think the star of that show and I, I just I can I can feel it in my balls that we are going to get Metal Gear Solid remake announcement. You know, as great as all of these ideas are, I'm going to actually have to disagree with everyone, and I'll I'll explain that. But um, I think this event is going to be focused and friendly pest in the chat. I'm sure he's going to love this. I think the event's going to actually be focused solely on VR because PSVR two comes out February 23rd, and if they are having an event soon. It can still have third-party titles, but you have, like, the Horizon game that's going to be VR. Um, if there is a Horizon TV show in the works, they may have an allusion to that. Um, but I, I really believe if they're going to have an event within the next 30 days, that they're really going to want to prime everybody for the release of that PSVR 2. And um, obviously with the PSVR, you know, I had it from my son um, but there were issues with it, you know, um, a whole bunch of people had issues with, um, motion sickness. They had issues with eye pain and Sony went out of their way to, to basically, um, reassure everyone that, Hey, we're doing tons of research for this. Um, we're going to make sure that people don't have the eye pain and the nausea and motion sickness with PSVR too. So they put a lot of, um, uh, a lot of money towards, um, you know, research development and refinement, and they're going to want as many people to pick up the PSVR 2 as possible and I think this event would provide them with a great opportunity to show off a lot of that third-party software yeah yeah it's um okay to talk about the TV shows though yeah uh, there is a horizon TV show coming with um, Netflix and there's also the God of War TV show yeah. with Amazon and um, the app Christopher George who plays Kratos the voice of Kratos in God of War he's actually come out publicly and said there is actually a tweet he wants Dave Bautista to play um, Kratos I could see that but I mean I I'm not sure if he is a good fit for Kratos I think he's a better fit for someone like Marcus Phoenix to be honest yeah, yeah, but mm, I don't know. I didn't like him in the what was that um, series that Stubbs like goes on about all the time? That the same game about twenty times. That um, Gear game, whatever it's called. Gears of War. That's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't think he was that good in that. I mean, um, I don't think I didn't just... buy it. He's just been a, he just had a cameo in it though. I mean, you know, he hasn't really had a full TV series to throw his weight behind though. 
I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting event. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully, we see it. And if we, if there is an event, just to assure everyone, we will live stream it. Definitely. There was also um, another bit of information. Sony actually released a new trailer highlighting the most exciting games coming to PlayStation consoles in 2023, from innovative indies to cutting-edge blockbusters. Have you guys uh, seen this trailer yet? Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, s- I, I saw it. Yeah. yeah, I think it was yesterday I watched it. <clears throat> yeah. I know it does mention some titles. It's a lot of third-party titles, but of course it does include Horizon for Spoken and Spider-Man 2. And I kind of feel like um, there is a possibility with them showing this, this could be a teaser for such a leaked event. Um, I know they, they're really pushing games that um, they have some type of exclusive, whether it's exclusive content or just licensing rights. It feels like they're choosing specific games and not, not just doing like, um, and you know, I hate to diss on Xbox for this, but Xbox might show just games that are in Game Pass, but that they don't necessarily have exclusive content with. But it kind of feels like um, PlayStation is keeping it much more controlled as far as which games specifically they talk about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good showing, but I, I've just got this big feeling that we're going to get the announcement of the PlayStation show on the day of the developer direct by Xbox Bethesda. Just got a feeling it's gonna like an hour before we're gonna get the announcement just to yeah. turn a few heads. But yeah, yeah, it's I think you know they've just given us a, a showed us a trailer of games to come this year that have been announced, that have got release dates, we know that's coming. Uh then we're gonna get a show, which we're hoping is gonna be this February time, and then yeah. you're probably gonna see day or two later, maybe even the same evening. Um, you'll get another like trailer of games coming in 2023, new and with the new announcements. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was good though because they, you know, they do put quite a lot into these, uh, you know, marketing and trailers. You know, PlayStation have always been on the ball with the marketing. Uh, the yeah. social media side's awful; they're absolutely useless with the social media stuff. But when it comes to marketing a game, the you know Xbox don't even come, or even Nintendo, neither of them come close. So what PlayStation can do. For God's sake, PlayStation um, had trains done in Spider-Man in New York to, you know, to, to sell to sell the game. You know, everywhere I went before God of War came out, I've just seen posters, bus stops, buses, God of War, God of War, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good hype trailer. I'm not looking forward to uh, for spoken myself. The demo played absolutely dog turd, um, and yeah, I think that's going to be a very disappointing game if I'm honest. Yeah, it seems like not a lot of people are talking about for spoken. Uh, Luke, is that one that you're looking forward to picking up, or are you going to pass on it? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, it's. Um, I need to wait and see uh, how it's received critically. That's that's a real wait and see game for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The 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 demo kind of deflated some of the excitement that I had for it. Um. Not to say like I didn't think the demo was absolutely awful because I thought there was like some good some good stuff about it. Um. I think the combat's 
good. It's actually quite um, in depth, but it's it's good. I like the traversal. Uh, the world may or may not be interesting. That's a bit difficult to determine. Um, but there's just I don't know. There was something that felt a bit lacking from it in the demo, and I, part of the reason is just because the nature of that demo was really stupid. Yeah, like it was just here's a big open space, go and kill some stuff. Like no, you know, no story elements, nothing to drive you apart from just understanding combat and and that yeah. sort of stuff. So it was not a good like, and it made a horrible first impression because the uh, the HDR uh, settings were just totally balked as a default. So it was like this really overexposed mess. Um, they've they've actually gone back. I think yesterday they fixed some of the problems that were in the demo, including the HDR. Yeah, uh, and they've done other fixes. But it's kind of like, how are you like? What world do we live in where you you're going back to patch a demo, like it like trying to fix issues in a demo? Like it's a demo. You kind of only get one shot with a demo. That's it. Yeah. It's not as First if people impressions. are going to revisit. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's going to revisit the demo on that on that basis. So, you know, they should have had all that in place before they did the demo. And the marketing and stuff has just been really all over the place for this. So yeah, um, I'll wait and see how it's received. I don't expect it will be received that well. I think it will probably end up with like a 70s game, something like that. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I won't be getting it day one because it just doesn't intrigue me enough with the, you know, everything else going on. Um, and also, like, it's a really weird performing game because they released the PC specs the other day for this thing. Yeah. Which are absolutely insanely high. Like, they're, they're ridiculous. Um, you know, for, like, 4K60, they're, like, I can't remember exactly, but I think you need, like, a, a 4070 or a 4080. Yeah. Something, like, super high-end. Um to to do that which i don't think the game like i don't i don't look at the game and think it justifies those specs i think it's a good looking game but i don't think it justifies those specs yeah and the problem is that if it's like that it suggests more that perhaps it's not very well optimized as to why it's like that um so i don't know i mean the the playstation 5 uh demo if you played that in performance mode it dropped it has a dynamic resolution which at points drops to 720p um so like to show like how you know probably an old build and stuff like that but it's 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 not yeah that demo just didn't make a good impression for most people at all so it's a real wait and see on that one right Stubbs, what were your thoughts about forespoken have you played it yet no i haven't really i haven't really seen much on it i've seen a little bit a little bit of it in that that uh trailer clip that playstation made yeah, it didn't really. I probably need to have, give it a closer look, but with all the negative press and people saying, "Oh, it ain't that good," and I might have to take a look at it though. But in that trailer clip, I like the look of the um, the Horizon Forbidden West DLC. But unfortunately, until I buy a PS Five, that's uh, I ain't gonna be able to play it. Uh, I nearly said something. I ain't gonna be able to play it. Um, the people at PlayStation don't want me to play it. Yeah, you'll have to wait a couple of years. PlayStation 4. I nearly said something I shouldn't have done then. Oh, yeah. 
Play, PlayStation are just trying to show you greatness and greatness. the only way. Yeah, they need to show you the light, and the only way they can do that is get you on the PlayStation Five. So we're looking at next year because I've got this PC this year. So, and once you join year. greatness, there is no limits. There won't be well, no limits. No PS Five or after PS Five Series X and a PC. That you have to get and on a uh, pedal bike to charge up. Well, the the PC, <laughs> the prices I can't get over the prices on PC. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking about talking about games that people were once looking forward to but probably aren't anymore. A leaked Suicide Squad image has confirmed plans for service game elements such as a battle pass. Now, apparently um there was like there was a heads up display in a I'm trying to think. It's it's like um the, there was a battle pass shown. There were multiple currencies shown in the image that was leaked. Um, it inspired debate on social media about how extensive the live service elements will be for the title. Although later um, a source had told them, "Hey, it's just for it's just for cosmetics. It's not like um, it doesn't affect uh, gameplay elements." Um, what are your thoughts about that information that's come out about Suicide Squad, Luke? Is that a deal breaker for you, or does it not really matter? Um, <clears throat> it, it's quite interesting because uh, I I don't know. Like I think some people were, uh, well, seeing online, lots of people were really surprised by this. I always assumed it was uh, games as a service in some respect. I mean, the the, the direction that they'd gone uh, with the game in terms of you know making it a cooperative experience, or at least. You know, it's the Suicide Squad, right? So, you know, yeah. it's not as if you, you would only ever have that be a single-player game as much as I'd love that. Um, but you, you can play through it as a single-player, and they've said that, you know, they've kind of designed it that way as well. Um, but I'd always assumed that it would have, like, some service elements to it, um, just in the same way that, you know, the Avengers game did you know which is a similar conceit right you don't just you're not just going to play as tony stark you know you to the avengers game so you know i always thought that they would have um something like that the only different the the only game that kind of booked that trend was guardians where you just played as a star lord um and that was very much a like super single player experience and that was that was great but you know it's kind of it would have lent itself well as well to like a co-op game so um when i saw the leaked image which is is real i mean it's it's definitely real um i'm not surprised um it doesn't necessarily put me off because i you know i'll give rocksteady have haven't missed yet so i'll always give them the benefit of the doubt until they do now this right. this could be a miss for them. I, I don't know because we haven't really seen much of it. We've seen some stuff, but we haven't seen much of it. And if it's limited to cosmetics, which makes sense, uh, and if it's you know that that image also had stuff like gear levels. I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah. Um, but they might be able to do it right. I don't know. Um, so you know, I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and wait and see what it's like. I think from everything they've done so far, the one thing I will say is that, you know, they, they've released some stuff, some gameplay stuff, but they've released a lot of story cutscene stuff. That looks very faithful to what Rocksteady like to do, which is be very narrative-led. 
narrative heavy uh, in yeah. their in their games. So I think this will be the same, which is encouraging uh, because it means that hopefully you know things like mission design and level design etc will be really tight as well in terms of it won't be like you know the Avengers um, multiplayer missions where they were just you know this crap huge yeah. arena like flat arena with enemies like just totally pointless didn't really work um and the brief gameplay stuff we've seen you know this is it's in metropolis right which is a really vertical city so there's a lot of room for different kind of interesting missions in the same way that there was in in gotham so yeah um yeah i just think that i think the one thing i will say is they should probably get out in front of this as soon as they can because otherwise it's going to have negative kind of connotations for their game and yeah. also we've been waiting a long time for this right <laughs> you know Arkham Knight was 2015, Rocksteady's last game. So, uh, you know, eight years when it releases this year. So it really needs to deliver uh, for them because it, it's been so long um, and they can't have like this negative stuff come out about the game and not address that in some way, I think, and just say, look, you know, yeah, we do have some kind of service elements here they are, they're all cosmetic, we're planning to add new missions, you know, it's not going to be a grind fest, blah, blah, blah. I think VGC yeah. actually came out and said, didn't they, that they they know that the the gear and level stuff isn't, it's not going to be grindy. They said that you'll start off really powerful anyway, yeah. but you can get much more powerful by playing the game. So we'll see. Well, I think we need to, they, they need to do a deep dive. They need to do a gameplay deep dive on this to, to really explain you know what's going on in the game what the flow is and stuff like that definitely agree and i don't think i don't think this matter can wait until like an event like e3 because of because of how how quickly this is getting a lot of negative attention it kind of feels like rocksteady like within the next couple weeks needs to come out and say hey you know what this image was leaked let us explain some of this stuff or just you know not necessarily address the leak but talk about some of the stuff that was um, shown in the leak and explain it further. Yeah. I, I mean, it's coming out in May as well. That's the release date. So, you know, they, they've only, you know, a couple of months, really, yeah. Yeah. before it's supposed to release. So if they're, if they're committed to that date, I think they need to probably in the next month or so have a have a really pr big developer deep dive. In the, yeah. like, the way that they do for the whole Watch Legacy game, right, where they have these gameplay showcases every couple of months yeah and they say right we're gonna go through and talk to you a bit about the game and how it works and features and stuff they need to do that because otherwise you'll just you know you, you will get this narrative and it will have a negative impact on your game even within a hardcore twitter bubble you know that that can kind of spread a little bit so yeah Stubbs, what are your thoughts on the leaks regarding suicide squad um do you believe that the elements they're putting in the game are going to be negative, or does it not bother you that much? Well, you've got to look at the studio. They've got, they've got a big pedigree. Um, it's been a long time since they've made a game. Um, I have full faith it'll be a good game, just because it's got live service elements doesn't mean it's going to be crap. Because yeah. the world we live in now, a lot of games have that element in there. Yeah, because they're all trying to. I'm not saying they're going to make a Fortnite, but they, when you've got like games as a service elements, it might still be a good game. It doesn't mean it's trash because it's because it's got live service elements in. It could very well be a great game. I mean, I haven't seen the little videos and the 
anything about the game online. I've just seen a screenshot in the article, but I have every faith because they are a top tier studio that made two games that are very good and they've probably got critical acclaim, are they? That I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. They have. I haven't completed them. No surprise there, hey? <laughs> you know I mean? But they're very they're the top tier games. So yeah. There's no point being negative, just it they could be very well it could be a great game when it comes out in general. Um when you've got see if you've spent eight years on it, they must have something. I mean most AAA games take from anywhere from four to six years to make, so yeah, this one's took eight a bit longer. But I have full faith it would be a good game, but we we'll have to see what we we'll have to see what happens when it releases. We will. There's not that much information on it, but I don't think games as um, games as service elements hurt it. But some people do, some people don't. We just have to wait and see. We will. Yeah, BMG, your thoughts. Well, I'll always hate Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and Rocksteady because they scrapped a Superman game they were working on for this. Oh, that's true. I will always, I will always hate them for that, and so they'll always have. It always leaves a nasty taste in my mouth talking about it. And a game where I have to kill Superman. I'm never going to finish that. I'm literally going to get to that point and go, that's me done. I can't kill him. It means too much to me. Uh, but if, I was very... Um, when it was first revealed, that's the game they were, you know, scrapped Superman 4 to make. I was very... A bit 50-50 on it. So the next trailer went, nah, nah, I don't... Not interested. Um, and then they saw we saw another trailer and that actually got me hyped for it because it looked, you know, the combat looked good. Uh, the movement, the comedy that, you know, it had that sort of comedy that Guardians of the Galaxy had, you know, it was, you know, Captain Boomerang, whatever his name is, I can't remember, he's hilarious. And if you watch the um, the last trailer they did where they had hold of the Flash, he's there like smack talking the Flash and accidentally cuts his finger off. <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing, nothing, picking his finger up off the floor. Absolutely hilarious. Um in regards to the leak of what was shown, it's it's a shame because I think it's something that they've shoehorned in, and I don't think it's something that Rocksteady wanted because they don't really put they don't put them things in games. Um, I think it's more you know Warner Discovery that's pushed it because obviously the gaming division since the merger has been you know constantly in hot water. You know, they've sold bits off, they sold their... I can't remember the name of the mobile studio that they sold off. Um, you know, and the, you know, it's been the rumours going around. They were looking to sell, sell different studios off, sell IPs off and licences. Um, so I think this is kind of the compromise that they've come up with. You know, look, we can keep making money on this game by making it a live service type game. Um, I just hope it doesn't go as bad as Avengers because Avengers had high hopes. The story was good. It was fun. Uh, but the multiplayer co-op was awful. It was probably the worst, worst I've ever seen. Um, and it's, it's, it's a shame that there's a chance that, yeah, and you've got to have this battle pass, you know, got to buy different skins, you know, you're probably going to have to buy unlockables maybe to speed up 
building XP. We're probably going to see all sorts of things in there. And I think that's going to leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. I don't like the idea of that. I'd rather have just had a story-driven narrative game. You could have a friend jump in, jump out, co-op, and that's it. And then that, you know, you do the game, it's done. Maybe release an expansion down the line. Um, yeah, the, you know, live service, add stuff in here and there. But the fact we're going to have a battle pass and then you're going to have to spend money to get stuff, it's, I don't like it. And to be honest, I don't think it's going to be one of the best we've seen because I generally do think it's something that they've been forced to put in. So, it, you know, it might be minimal effort. You know, it just might take them a bit of time to balance pricing and things, but it's disappointing to see. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it all, and it has made me be a bit more disappointed in Rocksteady. But I don't think it's their fault either. I think it's something they've been made to have. Yeah, I agree. Um, as far you know, it, I'm kind of torn because part of me is not happy that it's a game as a service, but again, with you know, you're dealing with comic book characters, and um, dependent on who's drawing the comic book, there's going to be different costumes, there's going to be different looks. You remember from Batman Arkham City how many different costumes there were for Batman. And with the way a lot of these studios have evolved, especially over the past 10 years, um, the people that produce these games, they want some type of regular engagement with these games, and they want... A steady flow of income from these games, even after the person's paid for the game. So it's like I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand why they're doing it. Um, you, you could also say that some of this money could go into making uh, standalone expansions. We don't really know um, for like Suicide Squad, because with when you're talking about comics, there's so much content there. You know, like um, with the movies, with the video games. I mean. You know, they've covered maybe, what, 2% of all the content that's out there in comics. So this Battle Pass could be a way for them to pay the artists to, you know, or pay the, pay the people who, who make these costumes in-game to continue to bring, you know, very rare costumes for the Suicide Squad into the game. That's just That's just my viewpoint on it. I'm not saying, like I said, I necessarily agree with it, but I get it. You know, I understand why they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, oh, go ahead, Luke. Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, I think I think a lot of it depends on on how they're going to do the game, on the nature of, you know, what the game is like moment to moment to play. Um, because if the, if if you know what they have is an open world metropolis where you can do missions. And there are, you know, like a, a, fr a flow through of story missions, which there seems to be even from that that um, that trailer, um, uh, uh, screenshot. Sorry. Um, and then you can go and do other bits and pieces in the world, and you can, or you can just jump into Metropolis with people and and engage in combat. Um, then, if it's that type of service experience, you know, which is kind of um, not single player led, but it's it's very constrained in terms of what you're doing in the world. Um, yeah. A, a bit like, I guess, 
you know, if if the Avengers had been all, all hero missions and none of those big multiplayer missions, right? Because if the Avengers game had been that, it would have been a really good game. Yeah. If they're doing that and then you've got a battle pass for cosmetics and you've got, you know, currencies for cosmetics, which it seems like they're talking about, and you've got gear, that's okay. I think that's fine because you've got the core mission stuff is interesting and it makes sense that you can go and buff your character up, you know, as much as you would in any other open world game and you can jump in yeah. and out of co-op. A bit like how Gotham Knights does it, right? Where... You can play that game single player. It's open world Gotham. There are missions. There are story throughputs, and you can jump in and out anytime you like. Um, it makes sense to do that. And that game had gear as well and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't know how good that was, but in in theory, that's okay. Like that's fine. If it's like the Avengers with those those god awful missions that were just kind of battle arenas, yeah, that made no sense and that was just chaos. And and then it's got all this live service extra stuff that will tank that game. It will just completely tank it because the Avengers was an example of how not to do a superhero live service game. It just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't good enough. Um, I don't expect that. Like I said, I trust Rocksteady because they've never let me down. Um, so I think, and probably as BMG said, I don't know whether, you know, they really wanted to do this, but, you know, maybe they were kind of nudged into it. I mean, yeah. maybe if they'd had the chance, they would have gone down a Guardian's route where you just played as, you know, maybe you could choose someone that you played as out of the four and then you could just play as them and you could swap on the fly and do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. We don't know. But, yeah, it, I don't like that they went down the route of trying to make this a co-op game and then also putting the service elements on because I don't think it really fits with what, what Rocksteady have, have done in the past. And I suspect one of the big reasons this may have taken so long is because they've struggled with the service element. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see. Um, it could be great. It might not be. I, I don't know. But um, looks great. Visually looks good. Really polished already. Yeah. I um, think it could be really fun to play. But I, I, it's it's going to be how the world is and what you do in the world and how you interact with it. I think that's really important. Yeah. BMG, we're well, going to say something? I, I was just going to say as well, the other th I can't remember what I was going to say before that's gone out of my head now. You know, my mind wanders. Uh, but the other side of it as well is this is probably going to be a $70 game and then you're yeah. going to have to pay for, we don't know pricing as of yet, but yeah. then you're going to have to buy a battle pass on top of it. So we could assume... It's probably going to be anywhere between, let's say, six ninety nine, nine ninety nine, roughly somewhere between there, for this battle pass on top. Uh, and then, if there's any other like skins and that that you can just buy straight away without earning through a battle pass, you just buy it. Um, you've got the cost of that as well, so it's quite a quite a high price tag if you want the game and the battle pass. Um, maybe if they say if you pre-order it. You get the battle pass free or the first battle pass free because we're assuming it's going to have multiple battle passes over a period of time anyway. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, so we are getting the idea this is going to be a long term game. And like I say the amount of time they've worked on it is probably not they've got these things in place. Um, I just hope they have more success than what Avengers did because Avengers is literally. You know, is beyond live support now. I don't. I think there's only Greg Miller from um, Kind of Funny is the only person that plays it now. 
<laughs> you know, so yeah. he's you know he's kind of the game's just it's literally dying. And um, but you look at the stuff that they keep offering and they charge full price, and it didn't work. So you well, know, you know, you also look at um, you look at the the lessons learned from Marvel's Avengers. Even a company like Electronic Arts has learned from that because they're making a single player Iron Man game. You know. Hmm. And it's it's kind of like it's it's like all these big publishers kind of pay attention to the others' mistakes and they learn from them, you know? Because it's it's not like EA made a superhero game where they dropped the ball. You know, mm. it was Square Enix that uh, dropped the ball with Marvel's Avengers and you know, you see Electronic Arts making the single player Iron Man game, of course, that everybody's gonna love. Because EA is now on a roll and they've kind of figured out what they did wrong in the past. And what others have done wrong. And um, they've learned from those mistakes and they're making better games now. Thanks to Respawn. If it wasn't for Respawn making Jedi Fallen Order, you wouldn't have it. Yeah, and you know, well, and like like a lot of people have, uh, you know, they said at the time and other other people came out and confirmed it. Andrew Wilson actually went to Respawn and had them drop another project and said, would you guys like to make a Star Wars game? And they said, well, hell yeah, we would. You know, we love Star Wars. And that's how we got Jedi Fallen Order, because they dropped another project just to uh, make a single-player Star Wars game. And, of course, because they made that single-player Star Wars game, and it did so well, you know, EA has really doubled down on single-player games, and that's great. You know, they learned from their mistakes, but they also learned from Marvel's Avengers mistakes as well, you know. Um, and that, that goes into another bit of news that I wanted to talk about today. Unfortunately, it seems Ubisoft is not learning a damn thing because they keep making mistakes. Uh, Luke, I, w- I want to come to you first. The boss of Ubisoft said that it was on the employees to dig Ubisoft out of the rut that they are in. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it sure, sure was a statement that he made. Um yeah, yeah. Eva Gilmore said this ridiculous thing. This was after um, you know it came out that they were, you know, the financial results weren't brilliant. They were downgrading their forecast for the next year. They were cancelling a few projects and kind of doing a little uh, Ubisoft restructure. Yeah. Uh, and then he made this statement, um, which was just one of the most tone deaf statements i think i've I've ever seen uh coming out of that basically you know at least on on the face of it um kind of uh you know placing a lot of the blame or the responsibility for ubisoft going forward on on the day-to-day development teams um now i think subsequently because there was like a an internal ubisoft employee q a with with um with with gimor yeah. And I think he, someone asked, someone taught, you know, raised a question about this and he apologized and he said that he didn't mean it in the way that it was interpreted. He meant it in the sense of, he said he meant it in the sense of something like, you know, I need you and us to work together and really pull our boots up to kind of deliver on stuff going forward, not a kind of, it's only on you to do that. Um, yeah. I think it's super tenuous. I don't think he meant that at all. I think he meant what the kind of natural English interpretation of his phrase said, which was to say that, you know, the dev teams need to pull their finger out and, you know, try and salvage this, 
which is a ridiculous thing to say because Ubisoft, if anything from the last few years has shown with the amount of scandals that they've had, the creative stagnation they've had, all the management level, you know, creatives, producers, etc., everything from that has shown that it's it's not the dev teams that are the issue, kind of, you know, base employees. It's 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 all the, you know, bureaucratic management levels that have issues. Yeah. So that they're working like super hard. Um and uh, someone interestingly on that same Q&A said uh, why are we why and it's the most poignant thing I think I've ever heard someone from Ubisoft say which is they said to they said to Gamo like to his face on this call um why are we uh, chasing trends when we should be setting them yes like and that kind of sums up totally what the problem that Ubisoft have which is that all they ever seem to do is try and make something that someone else has made very successful and got yeah. a big hit out of, whether that's a battle royale or an arena shooter or, you know, uh, free-to-play games. That was their big thing last year, right? You know, going all in on free-to-play stuff. Or uh, NFTs. And, and NFTs, like all of this yep. stuff. And, like, the things in the past that Ubisoft have been great at are making these, like, really cool new franchises. Um, and I remember, like, years ago years and years ago, their E3 conferences used to be one of my most anticipated conferences because they would always have like these really cool big announcements of like a new IP or something different. And it's, you know, the game sometimes maybe didn't turn out as well as it could have, but it got you excited, you know, when they announced like Watch Dogs and showed that off. Like uh, the first time they did um, Ghost Recon Wildlands showed that off. Uh, The Division, when they did that initially, like these were really cool things for the time and they haven't had that for for so long and it, it, yeah like i think it's just been this creative stagnation that they've had for, for ages and they don't seem to be kind of able to force their way out of it at the moment um so yeah he he made that statement he's backtracked on it now but i think he knew what he was saying um i don't i don't buy that his explanation for it at all to be honest and uh i think they just need to um I don't know. They need to get a hit, right? They need to have something that's really successful soon. Yeah. Um, whether that's Mirage, which is coming up, or the Avatar game, which appears to be a bit more single-player focused. Um, yeah. The Star Wars game could be a really big hit if it's great from Massive. Uh, but they need to do something because just nothing about them gets me excited anymore. You know, Splinter Cell is probably the thing that I'm most excited for, and we've got no idea when that's coming, you oh. know. It, where it'll be, what it'll look like. So. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Um, Stubbs, what are your thoughts on the on the comments that the Ubisoft CEO made and how tone deaf he is? It's totally stupid to blame blame developers. It's like when CDPR tried to blame the devs. You know, um, you can't blame. At the end of the day, these are just people that have got families. They're just developers. They're told what to do by the higher-ups, like you have like heads of the studios. And it's down to them to come up with ideas for games and what's the next big hit, original content, how to make money. It's It's not the job of a developer, like, say, who makes a character skin or makes a map. It's not their job to make these games do amazingly and make them sell well because, unfortunately, 
Ubisoft do have um, a copy and paste method with a lot of their games where <clears throat> they've got a winning formula and they just kind of keep doing it over and over. In, yeah. Sadly, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed does fall into this topic, but they are highly popular games. They are. They, with them games, they could probably make them better by not making them. I, I think the likes of BMG and probably Redders and that would appreciate if they just made their games a little bit smaller so they weren't a thousand hours to complete the entire entire game. Yeah. Uh, I'd stop making them collectomanias where it's connect these hats and etc. Make them more worthwhile. But yeah, you can't blame developers. It's not their... It's... it's, it's, it's uh, Above their pay grade, that kind of stuff. I, I yeah. imagine com- imagining companies like that. If you were a developer and you had loads of great ideas, they most likely wouldn't listen to what you had to say anyway. Yeah. Oh, you're down the pecking order. That's what them places are like. Just you just try and look for reasons why the company's not not doing very well. But usually, though, I mean to be honest, in any company, if your company's not doing well, they'll look at the top boss, don't they? Yeah, they look at the top, and now he's trying. He's trying to blame the people under him, when it really should be his job or other people's job, in higher up or what, or the same level, to come up with something and make their games better. Or they only have to listen if they were to go online. Not saying they should listen to YouTubers and bloggers or whatever online, but there are a lot of people online that give like Ubisoft and that great ideas. Yeah. It's just that they're quite tone deaf. They are. I mean, Splinter Cell's been wanted for years, and they are making one now. But I'd imagine if there's plenty of ideas people have got for for Ubisoft games, it's just they don't they don't listen. But yeah, you can't blame developers. I don't buy that. That's a. I, I know apparently he's back backtrack now, but no, he meant it. He meant that. Yeah, definitely. I think he did too. Um, yeah. BMG, what are your thoughts on the debacle with the Ubisoft CEO blaming the workers? Hello, employees. I am Yves Gilmont here. Uh, I know that I am awful <laughs> at my job and uh, I'm not a very good boss, uh, but you make the games, uh, you don't make them very well, and I want you to work harder, abandon your families, and uh, give your life to Ubisoft. That's, that's, you, you've been practicing that because that's scarily accurate yeah, it sounds. that's like really close oh, if I close my eyes I could imagine that that's actually him that's, that's pretty impressive you, you see this little skinny man with hair yeah. sat the top of the yeah stage. going like this all the time <laughs> wow oh. uh, but no he's <laughs> the fact that uh, you know, his company's like going down the pan. You know, share prices are dropping. Games aren't doing well. Games getting cancelled left, right, and centre. Skull and Bones, that I was so excited for, is now being delayed again. I hope it doesn't come out same time as Spider Man, too, or is it screwed? Because Skull and Bones is clearly the better it's game. Screwed anyway. It's not going to do well. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's, it's just kind of, you, you can't turn around and say, look, we tell you what to do. We tell you what to make. We tell you what we want in the games, but you need to work harder to make it look better. You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. He, he he needs to take 
some responsibility. There needs to be a cull in um, Ubisoft. Get rid of um, Gilmore. Um, you know, maybe you can sell, do TV commercials or something. He'd be quite good at that, I think. Yeah. With his with his lovely French soft tone voice. Um and also a lot of the a lot of the management as well, I think they need to go. I think they need to clear out um getting some fresh blood. Um or even let them have a bit more let these studios have a bit of their own direction instead of being told what they have to have, how the game has to play, and then they have to make that work somehow. You know, um it's like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Enjoyed the game, enjoyed the story. Looks beautiful. There's some amazing side quests in there, uh, but I could just imagine, you know, the, you know, director sat there. Boys, we're done. Girls, we're all done. Job's done. We can go home. And then phone rings. Uh, hello, it's uh, Mr. Drummond here, and uh, I, I, I need another expansion put into um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, please. Um, and make it last 20 hours with a thousand collectibles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, Ish. yeah, all right. Phone down, boys, girls, back to work, back to work. We need to add another 100 hours into this game, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's just ridiculous. Uh, and the fact that you blame the people you manage, and I'm not saying he's directly managing every studio, but yeah. clearly. Everyone answers to him. You know, Ubisoft, you know, the Gilmore family have always had tight control and on the decisions that are made. Uh, And to be honest, the last time we really saw Ubisoft be good is when they were fighting off Vivendi takeover. And we saw a change and they're doing things different. They took a couple of risks and they paid off and they saved the company. And now it's like, let's just keep doing the same thing, but make it longer and put more in. And they're not... You know, they're not taking risks, they're not doing something different, but you can't blame the developers when clearly you, him and his cronies are saying, we want, this has to be in here, this has to be in here, and we want it done this way. Or, by the way, don't make plans for the next six years. Uh, I hope you don't really like your family because you're going to move in here while uh, you do it all, you know? It, it, it's ridiculous. It's about time we have a change in management. And... Um, but then again, would somebody buy them now? Because I, I did see some, uh, I think it was yesterday, um, that Ubisoft have approached a couple of different places um, looking to sell or yeah. gauge interest, and they've all pretty much laughed them out of the room, saying, we don't want to touch your uh, garbage truck that's on fire. You know, you've got more sexual harassment lawsuits than, uh, oh, what, what was that guy that went to prison? He was a director. Harvey Weinstein. Right, right. Yeah, you know, makes him look like a saint with what's going on at Ubisoft. It's awful. Uh, But yeah, it needs the whole culture. Everything needs to change. I I feel so sorry for the devs. And I wouldn't blame them if they, you know, literally walked out, quit, and went and got a job somewhere else. Because it's just a shame that they're being treated the way they are you know ubisoft used to be such a nice you know a good cultured uh, creative they had so many different ideas all these unique ips and they just keep churning out the same thing and it just plays the exact same but with a different coat of paint and it's a shame it's a shame yeah you know it's um the boss has to take in my opinion the boss has to take accountability for the failures 
because yeah. when you're management, everything is your fault. Um, it's like those games don't get made without his approval. Things don't get put in the games without his approval. So it's like the good things that are in the Ubisoft games from the past, as well as the bad things that are really making their brand uh, stagnate. That all comes from management approval, obviously. You know, um, I agree with Luke about um, when Ubisoft games used to get you excited. You know, mm. and they would be like, oh, um, an another Far Cry game from Ubisoft. And you're like, hell yeah, or Watch Dogs, or Assassin's Creed, or Ghost Recon. Um, they used to make you excited, you know. Um, Ubisoft used to be even greater than Rockstar Games. Ubisoft used to be my favorite, uh, you know, publisher, without a doubt. And it's like I bought Far Cry 5 at launch, or Far Cry 6, I'm sorry. And, you know, I played the DLCs, I played Far Cry 6, I haven't played it twice. I, I deleted it from my hard drive, because it's just not as good as the Far Cry games they used to make. But that's the story with all of their franchises. And it kind of feels like they've gotten too comfortable. Like, the thing that has saved Electronic Arts is they realized that they were on that teetering edge where they were about to fall off. And things were about to get really tough for them. And they pulled themselves back from that edge. It's, it feels like Ubisoft is already over that edge, and the boss is completely oblivious to that and doesn't realize that yet. It's like, you, it's like I feel like he needs to be removed, number one. And number two, they need someone to take his place that not only is going to support the developers, but is going to say, you know what, um, we all have to work together to fix this, and I'm going to... You know, I'm going to listen to ideas that you guys have. I'm not going to ignore them and say, hey, my idea is better than you guys. If you guys have an idea and you put it forth, that I'm going to listen to it and we're going to make games that all of us together, um, you know, support and we're really interested in. Rather than just going with the ideas of management. Because up to this point, it kind of seems like that's been the problem. And until they realize that, it's never getting fixed. Yeah, I think the last, the last event they did where it was a big, another dive into Skull and Bones, and then they did the um, Assassin's Creed event at the end of it. It was a bit of a weird way they did it. Um, but I, don't get me wrong, I, I liked that I saw the future of Assassin's Creed and what's coming, but I would have rather just just give me a mirage, give me a deep dive in mirage, what's happening there, You know, what's the story, what's going on, show me a bit of gameplay, show me a bit of the environment. Um, not just a CGI trailer. I would have rather had a, you know, a big, a big show of that, and then once that's released, oh, here's the next game that's coming. But the fact they've shown us games that's, you know, probably years and years away, um, it's like realistically, are are all these games going to come to fruition? We don't know. Um, are they even going to be anything like that? We've sort of hinted to. Probably not. You know, things keep changing. Um, I like the idea that they're going back to a quite more of a linear, smaller scale Assassin's Creed because that's what I preferred. I'm a big yeah. Assassin's Creed fan, but I didn't like the RPG games. I did them, completed them, but I didn't like them as in, you know, all this stuff you had to do and purposely making you go from one end of the map, which would take you an hour just, just to try and waste time getting you to go across, uh, you know, the environment. I like the smaller Assassin's Creeds. I like the more of a tighter story and and things that are going on. So it's nice that Mirage is going back to that, but we're never going to see that again after that. That's it. It's done. Yeah. You know, 
unless it goes, it sells super well, um, you know, does high commercially as well as, um, you know, sales and things, uh, it might change a bit the direction of the ones that are already currently being made. Who knows? But the, the company's failing. Uh, it's a shame to see because there are a lot of good developers there that make good games and, you know, they work with some amazing technology. But I, th- I, th- I think that it's just literally, it's a company that's on life support. I'm very excited about the um, Ubisoft Massive's Star Wars game, you know, because it's being compared to No Man's Sky, which, yeah. you know, gets me excited. I know it turns a lot of people away. A lot of people are like, oh, God, I don't want a big game that big. But the fact that you could have this big, huge universe to go around and, you know, be a Jedi, but also a smuggler at the same time doing, you know, you know, smuggle runs and stuff like that. It just sounds awesome. But again, it also depends what's Ubisoft then going to include in that. I'm assuming it might be, you know, it might be harder for them to shove in a load of their crap because Disney, you know, they're quite protective of of their IP, so it might be not as easy to get sort of stuff in there. But I don't know. I, I just I'm not I'm not happy with the Ubisoft we've got. I feel sorry for the developers and the fact that they're being blamed for doing what they've been told to do is is just ridiculous. And yeah. uh, management needs to go. This need to be gone. Definitely agree. Definitely. Um, our last bit of news for today is about a PS5 exclusive that's coming to PC, Returnal. Um, Luke, it is coming February 15th. Have you played Returnal on PS5, and would you buy it for your PC? <laughs> I've played Returnal. Oh, even I know the answer to this question. <laughs> God. Silly, silly again, <laughs> silly question. Uh, no, yes, uh, I have, uh, as everybody famously knows, uh, I think, um, at this point. Um, yeah, I, I bought it day one on PlayStation 5, uh, and I completed it uh, in about two weeks, I'd say, a week, two weeks. Uh, it was my game of the year uh, for 2021, which is when it released. I, it's one of my favorite games probably ever at this point. Nice. Um it is uh, an incredible, incredible game. Um, I always suspected it would come to PC because it's the type of game that really would do well on PC. It's a it's pretty hardcore roguelike game, and they tend to do really well on PC. Yeah. They tend to do less well, in fact, on, on console. Uh, so, um, you know... I, I'm really excited that people are going to have a chance to experience it on PC uh, because, um, like I say, it fits that platform really well uh, and more people should play it. I think, you know, it was successful for PlayStation, um, but it's not like it's a huge unit seller, Returnal, because it is, yeah. you know, new IP, the nature of the genre. They aren't generally huge unit sellers. Um, so uh, I think it's going to do really well there, provided the port's good which I suspect it will be. I think it's actually Housemark that are themselves doing the port. Mm, yeah. So um, that that should ensure, and they have experience of porting some of their games to PC anyway, like Next Machina they did in the past. Um, so I think it'll be great, you know, and I think it will do well. And I'm really tempted to, to double dip and get it again because I'd love to experience it on PC. 
Um, ran great on PlayStation 5. It was a 60 FPS game. Looks fantastic. Really great visually. Great dual sense implementation. Mm. Great audio. Uh, 3D audio was excellent. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just going to kind of be that experience on PC, but really amped up. So yeah. um, obviously you better get higher frame rates if you've got the hardware. They're supporting DLSS as well, um, which is great from launch. It's got ray tracing in this one as well, which the PlayStation 5 version didn't have apart from it had ray traced audio. This has ray traced reflections, ray traced shadows. So if you've got the hardware, you can really push this more. It comes with a DLC um, on PC as well, day one. Uh, which is amazing uh, and it also has full dual sense support on pc as well so uh and nice. i I, th I think actually that's the best way to play that game i yeah. wouldn't play i wouldn't play it with keyboard and mouse i'd i'd literally plug my dual sense in and, and play it on with that because um yeah so it's a, yeah you're you're gonna buy that game. luke you, you yeah, just probably. literally talk yourself. I talk myself into, into it, buying yeah. it already. Talk myself into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just you know, um, it, I think the combination of being able to, like, it's the one, the only thing that the PS5 version was lacking on from a technical front was resolution. The yeah. resolution was pretty dynamic, and it was typically around 1440p or lower, 1080p, because there's so much going on on the screen. So to be able to kind of push brute force past that with ray tracing and then DLSS and stuff, like it will make it a really phenomenal, not that it wasn't, but an even more phenomenal uh, visual experience. So uh, yeah, I'm really, I, I think I will, I, I'll, I'll pick it up again. Of course I will. Um, but, nice. Uh, but, but BMG has also played it, but <laughs> had a different experience to me, which I, I totally get. And this is probably the point I was making about roguelikes and console and like you know that genre do, doesn't do as well sometimes as pc but maybe he can extrapolate why yeah bmg share with us returnal is probably the worst game on the planet i have ever played that game <laughs> is so rage inducing i nearly snapped my dual sense in half because of that game and i hadn't even got out the first area and i just got killed did this animation, start again. Where's my weapons gone? Where's that gun I just found? Gone. Right, I'll go find it because I remember where it was. Oh no, all the world's now changed. Everything's fucking moved. It's like, Ugh. Did you ever own a Mega Drive? No, because I don't like Sega. I just mean the days when you couldn't save games. Do you remember them days? <laughs> no, 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 then I was young enough where I didn't have much to do but play games and finish the game before I had to turn it off back in them days but no it was such a stressful game i hated every second of it as, as luke said the, the the it looked beautiful the the dual sense features were amazing you went out in the rain and you felt all the rain drops in your hands and you you know the haptics for your adaptive triggers with your weapons and stuff all that stuff was was amazing i just i kept dying and starting again and starting again and starting again and i was like no I'm literally going to break my computer because I, I would have drop kicked the console out the window. It, it enraged me that much. You just have to uh, play something other than Destiny 2 and get good, you know? What, the uh, best <laughs> live service FPS game on the planet? Right, right. I've actually so, downloaded an MMO. You downloaded my, an MMO? On my Xbox, yes. Star Trek Online. Star Trek I'm gonna, Online. I'm going to actually jump into that and give that a go. So I actually got that now. Nice. Could replace Destiny. It could. It could. 
Stubbs, are you picking up Returnal for PC since you don't have a PS5? Well, I don't know if my PC could run it, so I don't know. I thought you said you didn't Luke, have Luke, a potato. Luke, Luke, Luke's about to tell me. It's just trying to... Yeah, I can't remember what GPU you had. Uh, is it a f- 60 or a 70? Uh, f- uh, f- uh, free six, uh, free si- 360. Yeah, an Xbox 360. Yeah, no, you can't run it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not very, I'm not very good at this. Uh, no, so I think, I think the recommended spec is uh, at least GPU-wise is 2070. So you're, you're well above above that for recommended so, so you should be good see now now here's the downside again to pc you had to go and look to see what's how to if your com- computer can even run it you got a console oh, i just asked you Luke. just go there's a game i'll play it yeah but if you just had the console you wouldn't have to do that you have a console it's oh there's a game i know it works I'll oh, play it. Not, oh there's not, a new part out right, i can I buy need, it and put it in I need to put on me, me glasses, get me magnifying glass hat. Where's me Sherlock Holmes hat? Let me get on my spreadsheet. Right, let's get, you know, search 20 websites, <laughs> get all the relevant data. Oh, yeah, I can run it. Except except if people come back from the future with, like, Crisis 9 that's super demanding, they'll be, like, knocking on Luke's door. Hey, yours is the only uh, PC that can play this game right now. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he has a beast. You know, Stubbs is going to have a potato. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> well, compared to, the laptop, compared to the laptop I'm on now, yeah, this is, like, God PC compared yeah, to what I'm pretty, running. pretty advanced running compared to that. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I get it. It's cool. My PC is about eleven years old. There's literally a potato and dust holding it together. You just <laughs> yeah. see, you, there's 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 greatness, which is PlayStation Five, and then there's another tier called Greatness Plus, and that's oh, PlayStation goes. Five games on PC. That's, <laughs> oh, that's Greatness Plus. Wow. So, like if Jim believes in that, he's advocating for it. Herman believes in it. Just you know, it's just just uh, up there. It's you should put that there. on a. You should put that on a t-shirt. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Plus. Oh. My PC. It's like if I try to run Photoshop, I, I'm afraid I'm going to break it. So yeah. <laughs> oh, horrible. Well, I, I tried running um, before we went on to Streamyard. I tried running um, OBS, and it literally. You know, just messing around with it, starting it. As soon as I clicked a button, my PC shut down. It screwed it that much. It <laughs> shut down. So I'm like, Jesus. yeah, this clearly don't work. So luckily, StreamYard, everything's on their end. So my computer's like, yeah, we can do this. Just about. I, I had that the other day. Where I was playing Plague's Tale Requiem, and I had DLSS free on. And I was like, okay, let's turn it down to, and I won't get too jargony, but a lower level of DLSS, which saw the frame rate take a hit as I expected. And then I was like, I'm going to run it native 4k. Cause I want to see what the frame rate's like in this scene. And I tried to do that. My PC just went, Nope. And just stopped, stopped it. So e- there are even wow. games like, and I booted it up and it ran again fine. And it was like near 60 FPS all maxed out and stuff at native 4k, but it shows like how demanding, how demanding some of these games are, even now, even on high tier PCs, uh, when you're not using like any image reconstruction, any dynamic resolution, you just want uh, just you know the Luke. days of static resolution are just gone. I think. 
So I read yeah. something about this this forspoken game, and is it yeah. right that it's not a very well optimized game? And to to run it at four K sixty, you have to have like a forty ninety graphics card and thirty two gigs of RAM. Yeah, it's, right? it's something. Yeah, That's yeah, insane. something. Yeah, yeah. I'll just look at the specs now, actually, because they they are pretty. Uh, I was speaking about it earlier, but they are pretty bonkers. But they say, uh, where is it? Yeah. So for Ultra, which is uh, on their PC specs, you need a forty eighty and thirty two gigs of thirty two gigs of RAM, <laughs> uh, and they classify Ultra as four K sixty FPS um, on PC. So. Which is insane. Like that's an insane recommendation for 4K 60 FPS for PC. Um, like even even um, Hogwarts Legacy, the specs are much lower for that. And I think Hogwarts Legacy visually looks better than Forspoken does. Um, so quite how they're getting those kind of specs, I don't know. But that is one of the reasons. To be fair to BMG, you know, it's much easier at the moment yeah. playing some stuff on console because. All right, full spoken. You know, it's gonna it's got a dynamic resolution. It goes down to 720p sometimes on PlayStation Five, but it runs at 60 fps. It looks pretty nice. So, um, whereas if you want a comparable experience on comparable PC hardware, you're just not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere near that. So, um, yeah, it's weird. I hope you typed all that into your <laughs> Microsoft Excel spreadsheet stubs. So you have your reference. Get that ready. But yeah, been taking notes. Oh, and crash. at least you, at least you get a ca- a calculator as well. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we all know Stubbs is just going to be playing Gears of War on PC anyway. I will try. Is that going to be the, that? Should surely be the first game that you try out, right? Yes, <laughs> Gears be. of War Remastered. Yeah. You can't do the OG. You got to do Gears of War Remastered. I think we were amazing the OG version. Well, actually, yeah. I think I used, I think I still got the old disc of it. Five five is really well optimized for PC as well, so you'll yeah. get really great performance out of that game. I, I don't think it'll work if you just put your Xbox disc in your PC. I don't think that'll work. <laughs> no, I, I used to have the Gears of War 1, because Gears of War 1 was the only one that was ever released on PC. I used to have it. I don't think I've got the disc anymore. Does anyone use discs really anymore? Well, Not really, no. 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 Well, the PC bought. A PC at bought doesn't have a disc drive anyway. Yeah, so. but yeah, you've got game, you've got Game Pass Ultimate anyway, so you've got Game Pass PC. So just get it straight off there. Oh yeah, don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Right. Don't have to buy the games, do it. See, you know more than he does, BMG, and you're anti PC. I know. Right. I, don't, I don't even know what to say. I tell you I, I know this really good trick in solar air where you can win every time. I'll tell you later. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, thank you every, thank you so much, everyone in the chat. We greatly appreciate it, of course, everybody checking this out. And if you listen to it later on, we appreciate that so much. Share it with other people who enjoy PlayStation or for some people who don't like PlayStation very much but just, uh, you know, listen to our podcast to hear our voice. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Luke Steele, always phenomenal. Luke Steele. Tell us where we can find you at. <laughs> Yeah, we forgot the fireworks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll have to. You can edit those in um, <laughs> when you when you upload. Um, no, thank you very much. Yeah, um, always always a pleasure. Uh, even even if there is PC slander going on, and I, I understand that you know PlayStation is is greatness. 
Um, but we gotta we gotta pull one out for our, our PC brethren as well. So uh, yeah, um, no, thank you, thank you for uh, for having me as usual. Uh, and yeah, just easy peasy. Follow me at Luke Steel ninety on Twitter. Outstanding, Stubbs. Where can we find you beside? And yes, we get it Twitter and YouTube, but specifically, where can we find you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell people to follow me this time. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on. It's been good. I, I know we tried to make it work before, before Christmas, but I wasn't able to come on. But yeah, no, I haven't been able to make it on. It's been really fun. The chat's been engaging. It's been some good conversation. You can follow me at Stubbs Gaming on Twitter, um, Stubbs Gaming on YouTube. Um, this Friday, I'm hosting a talk with UK Dazarus with a friendly pest and myself. Uh, and is that it? Yeah. Is anim- Anime and, Raza there? And Anime Raza as well. We're going to be talking about accessibility since he had his stroke in gaming. Talk about the Xbox accessibility controller. Even mentioned the PlayStation accessibility controller. Just talk about in general how it is to game with... Um, limited no mobility in your hands and what difficulties etc loads will be covered it should be really interested that'll be on the stasis chat stasis chat youtube channel 9 p.m uk time on this friday uh, and then i'm back on stasis chat on monday um and luke Steele is on as well <laughs> <laughs> bmg bmg where can we find you uh, obviously, you can find me over here on the XPN network. Obviously, I'm currently co-host on the PSM Party podcast every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. GMT, except for next week. Uh, next week, we are slightly changing. We are moving to Tuesday just yes. for next week because of the Xbox um, Developer Direct that's on Wednesday, which we will be live streaming. Uh, I'm not quite sure who the panel is yet. I know there's me, there's Ash. Uh, Sentinel, are you? I think you're on, aren't you? Yeah. As well? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure if the um, if Redders or Jinnah are joining, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, so next week we are moving. Same time, 8.30 p.m. GMT, but we'll be moving to Tuesday for next week. Uh, obviously, you can find me also on the XBL Party podcast as a panel member. Um, Stasis Chat as a panel member on Mondays. Uh, and other than that, you can find me at um, Boldman Gamer on Twitter. Obviously, um, I am a co-host with BMG on Stasis Chat. It's on Mondays. Uh, I believe it's 9 p.m. BMG's time. It is 3 p.m. my time. That's Central Standard Time for me. Um, obviously PSN party podcast normally every Wednesday next week, like BMG said, it is going to be on Tuesday at two 30, my time, eight 30, his time. And of course on the XPN party podcast, it's changed from XBL party podcast to XPN party podcast. Nope. Um, nope. and that's, nope. nope. It hasn't changed yet. No, XBL party podcast is still saying the same. The actual channel has changed to the XPN. That's network. what it is. That's what it is. Okay. And that will be um, 8 o'clock BMG's time, uh, 2 o'clock my time. That is on Thursdays. So 2 o'clock Central Standard Time, um, 8 o'clock in the UK. So if you want to check me out 
also over there with BMG as well. Um, I am also on Twitter. I tweet way too much sometimes. Um, it's S3NT, 1N3L17. I know it's a little complicated, but I will put that in the chat. Um, you want to check me out there. Obviously, I'm on Twitter. Twitch is the same thing. I live stream pretty much every day, every other day. Um, and then I have a YouTube channel. It's just Sentinel17, as the graphic shows, so you can definitely check me out there. I quite like, you know, instead of me saying GMT every time, I like it, BMG. 8 p.m. BMG. That's, that's got 8 p.m. BMG. We can definitely that's switch it. to that. That's well, you're it, not a time zone. I Nobody knows anything. Nice. You got to gain I'm... a little weight to be a time zone, see? You got to gain ah. a little weight to be a time zone. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Thank you again, Stubbs, for um, guesting on our show. We appreciate it. Thank you, Luke Steele, as always. Um, Thank you, everyone in the chat. We greatly appreciate it. And um, definitely check us out next week, Tuesday. This is Sentinel17 signing off of PSN Party Podcast. Live long.